Hey, hey, y'all. Welcome back. It is the Walking Well Podcast, and I am your host, Jalon Martz. And this month, the month of November, we are talking about singleness. So for the first week of November, um, Why Am I Single? We talked about lessons that I've learned, things that I've gained from my experience as a single woman in these 2017 streets. Um, And then last week, my phenomenal friend, Nikki Wright, came on the podcast and she just broke it down for us like so good I was taking mental notes I'm still like some of the things that she said are still simmering in my spirit it was just so good and so much wisdom so rich if you haven't checked that out definitely go listen to that one Um, and this week we're going to be talking about the pursuit of wholeness but before we get started I wanted to um, just put out this little (laughs) this little um PSA. If you can't tell by now, uh, you can probably hear it, but if you can't, I am battling a little bit of the sniffles. Um, my, uh, my school kids went on a retreat earlier, I guess it's last week now, it's Monday, um, earlier last week, and um, some of the weather change, I think, just got me a little bit. So um, I really was thinking about not doing the podcast because it's your voice, you know, and I was like, I don't know if they want to hear sniffy, snotty Jalan, but God is delivering me from perfectionistic tendencies. You know, done is better than perfect. And I know so many of you guys enjoy this time and, you know, I enjoy the time as well. So um, I, I'm being delivered and this is part of the Lord just working it out of me. So we are marching on ahead. But without further ado, uh, we're going to talk about wholeness. And, um, you know, you guys have heard me talk about my heart for singles and singleness, like I am super passionate about it. And that's really because as a, I consider myself a long-term single, even though I've probably only had about, let's see, maybe 10-ish years of availability from like 16 on. I could have, you know, been out there. Um, (laughs) But, you know, I consider myself to be someone who's been kind of single for a minute. And so, you know, I I think there's some things that I've learned. And I don't want to say that, you know, I've, you know, I'm, I've, I've arrived by any means. I'm like Paul, like not saying I'm perfect. I'm just, I'm in pursuit of. And so I want to kind of talk to you guys about my experience in pursuing wholeness and some of the things that I've gained and learned to be able to pass those on to y'all. So with that in mind, you know, not being perfect, but just offering what I have to offer. Let's start at the beginning. You know, what is wholeness? What is, what does that even mean? Um, I would say if, you know, if you're asking me, which we just asked me, (laughs) what is wholeness? Um, The pursuit of wholeness is really very simply getting to know God and getting to to know you. Um, It's not something super deep. It's really just this, um, I would say it's an unlayering. It's an unlayering of um, maybe some of the ways that you have gone off track and how you see God, some of the ways that you've gone off track and how you've seeing yourself, how you know yourself, how you know God, and um, some of the ways that are erroneous, that are just off. You know, God is taking those things off of you and off of himself so that you can see him more clearly. But at the same time, you know, you're getting to see who the real you is, what your real identity is, and not just in some spooky sense of like, my real identity is in Christ, but like truly who you actually are is found in Christ. On this retreat that I was talking um, about earlier, 
I had the girls breakout session and we talked about authenticity. And one of the things that I told them was that there's no way that you're going to learn anything true about yourself beyond God. You know, God is the only way that you will find out any truth about yourself. You didn't create yourself, therefore you can't define yourself. So if you want to know something that's true about you, you've got to seek him to find that out. Um, And not to say God's not using people in your spiritual network, but like when it comes to what the truth is about you, you've got to seek him. Um, So it's getting to know God and getting to know you. What does that mean? How do I do that? What does it look like to not be whole? What does it like to be whole? All things that we're going to address. So we've defined this sort of idea of wholeness, right? So I'm going to tell you how I have experienced this whole pursuit of wholeness (laughs) Um, and my singleness. And hopefully you'll see pieces of you and parts of you and find some things that are helpful. So one of the first things that I really had to do was wade into the depths of my soul. Sounds deep. I know. Let me tell you what I mean. As a human being, I think my bend and my hardwiring is naturally reflective. Um, and by that, I mean, I kind of am geeked about understanding why people do the things that they do, why I do the things that I do, what makes people, what makes people tick, what makes them talk, why do they do what, you know, just all of that. I just want to understand people. And so um, some of that natural inclination has helped me in my relationship with the Lord um, by allowing him to sort of pick around the landscape of my heart, lift up rocks and look up under them, ask me questions, want to go indoors that I've had closed off. You know, I had to wade into all of that stuff. And, you know, there were some very difficult things that I had to, (laughs) I didn't have to, I chose to, um, allow the Lord to address. There were some hard things from being a kid, things that happened, um, things that were said that I filed away and internalized, um, beliefs that I held about me and what my singleness meant, you know, that I had to allow the Lord to address. I had to allow him to kind of come in and sit down and let us have a talk about it. Um, you know, it's so easy as a single person to, um, make meaning out of your singleness that has nothing to do with why you're single. A lot of times, you know, if you haven't sat down with the Lord over your singleness, you'll have all these beliefs about yourself that are simply not true. You're not wanted. It's because you're too this, you're too that. You know, I was like, I'm too, I'm too sharp. I'm, you know, not soft enough. I'm not sweet enough. Um, I'm too tall. You know, uh, guys would say often that I'm intimidating, you know, And I would just internalize all of that. And it meant that I was disqualified from a happy, healthy relationship like everybody else could have. Um, And that was before I sat down with the Lord and was like, why am I single? (laughs) What is going on? What is this for? You know, Um, but I had to allow the Lord to come in and address those things, address the things from childhood, address the things from bad, you know, friendships gone bad, um, to address the things that I secretly thought in the corridors of my heart about myself and about him, you know, um, And a lot of that takes bravery. Um, As a society in America, we are really good at self-medicating. We're really good at um, diverting attention, really good at keeping noise going so that we don't have to hear and see and deal. Um, And God is just not interested in any of that. He's interested in you being able to stand on your own two feet. And sometimes that requires difficult lessons. And a lot of times it requires you being brave and allowing him to touch the things that hurt, that are nasty, that are oozing, that you haven't even looked at in decades, you know. And um, that's really where this pursuit of wholeness starts. Um, I remember sort of sitting down with the Lord over 
being frustrated and discontent, you know, about being single. And I, for a really long time, just was like, I'm gonna hold it down. I'm gonna figure it out because I'm not supposed to be discontent. Um, But I just kept having these cycles of intense discontentment, of being frustrated, of being angry, of being mad. Like, why are you holding out on me? I just want this, this one thing. This is all I want. I'd be happy. This is all I want, you know? Um, And all of that was going on in my heart, but I wasn't talking to the Lord about it. I wasn't saying that to him. You know, God forbid I talked to God about what's going on in my heart. Um, And it was just like, we're circling. We're going around this mountain. Okay, I guess we're going to keep circling. Cool. All right. Um, Do you want to do this your whole life? You know, and at a certain point, I was just weary and tired. And it was like, I'm sick of the go around. And once I was like, all right, let's try something different. Let's let's go to God and tell him what's actually going on, you know. And believe me, that wasn't my idea. Jesus tapped me on the shoulder and was like, I see you're struggling. Can you let me tell you how I see this whole little thing you're going through? You know, and I was so afraid to do that because I felt like all the condemnation I was hearing in my head was all that I was going to hear from God. I was going to hear that I shouldn't be discontent. What is wrong with me? God is everything. How he's holy. He's how what is so broken with you that you aren't even satisfied in Jesus? You know, I thought I was going to hear all of that. And so I didn't I didn't know my dad. I didn't know God. You know, I didn't know him well. And so I hid. Um. And in my hiding, I hurt myself because I was just struggling in the dark. And um, it wasn't until I was I was able to get honest and say, this is the state of things. This is where I really am on, on these issues that I even ever began to see progress in my singleness. It was this like the space that I was enduring. But once I finally kind of was like, all right, this is a door that I told you not to open. I'm going to open the door to you. It was like, whoa, what an amazing place this could be if I just let Jesus in. Who knew? But honestly, until we're willing to go there, until we're willing to open up that space in us, whatever the untouchable is, whatever the cone, wherever the cone is in your heart, where you're like, God, don't touch it. We're not talking about it. We're not thinking about it. We are not going there. If you are not willing to open that up to the Lord, it's going to be very hard for you to experience wholeness because that's, I mean, God is a redeemer. He's a restorer. That's the essence of who he is. And God is always interested in bringing us back into original intent, into bringing, bringing us back into who we are actually, into restoring the factory settings. Like that is what he is interested in with us. Um, and so when we refuse to be open and honest and wade into what's really there, we can't see progress. It's not going to happen. <laughs> we're, we're, we're saying, we're trying to heal a wound by saying it's not there. That, that's not a thing. It doesn't work. I'm sorry. And that's just how that goes. But um, that's step one. You've got to be open and willing to allowing God to kind of take you through your soul. And then at the same time, take you through his word. Um, one of the really big things that I had to do when I realized like, all right, this is how my singleness is going to go. It's going to be an intentional space where I don't just pick up random dudes and do whatever I want. Um I had to sit down and go, you know what? I really do desire to be married. But symbolically, Lord, I'm going to open my hand up to you to represent my life. Everything that I am, all of my desires, all of my plans, all of that, I submit it to you. If I never get married, which I'm not planning on, BT dubs, but if I never get married, um, God, you're not going to experience a downgrade of praise. You're not going to experience a lesser servant. You're not going to experience... me going, well, you ain't give me what I want, so I'm out. You know, like that's not going to happen. I'm going to lay my desires at the altar because you are Savior and Lord. You know, one of the scriptures that really um, held me accountable to this idea of no idols before the Lord, especially in my singleness, was First John five twenty one, 
And in the Amplified, it reads, little children, keep yourselves from idols, false gods, from anything and everything that would occupy the place in your heart, do God, from any sort of substitute for him that would take first place in your life. Amen. So be it. And that just lays it out plainly. Like, where's first place? What gets you to jump? What gets you to move? What gets the best of your time? Is it God? Because if it's not, it's an idol. And as singles, it's so easy. I think you can see idolatry in us so easily because it it's really like how we're maneuvering to get what we want if singleness is our aim you know how are we doing that how are we are we like putting ourselves out there and trying to get everybody's attention like are we you know stalking people because that's not a, a good thing to do you know are we you know wearing revealing outfits just to get attention like what are we doing to get what we want because that'll show you what's what's an idol what's getting first place whatever can get you to jump whatever can get you to move if it's not god it's an idol and as singles it's so important that we address that a lot of times people are idols marriage is an idol our emotions can be an idol it's November. It's the holidays, a.k.a. cuffing season. You know, cuff as in you lock up with somebody, you got another person. Um, and I think a lot of times cuffing season can be an idol. People feel like they should have someone. They need to have someone to be able to enjoy the holidays because everybody has somebody. Loneliness. Loneliness can speak so loudly in the ears of singles um, that it gets us to move. We'll be like, I want to be lonely. I don't want to feel this. You know, hey, <laughs> what's going on? What are you, what are you substituting God for? Loneliness happens, y'all. Like as a single person, it just is there. I'm sort of introverted, so I feel like I'm a little less moved by it. I enjoy um people and I don't necessarily like need them all the time. I like silence as much as I like people. Anyway. Um but like God is calling to you in loneliness. God is speaking to you and God is big enough to get in there in your loneliness and be enough. Um, and that's really kind of like one of the, it's like the crux of singleness is God enough, you know, in your singleness. So many of us are like, I don't know. I don't think so. I need this. I need that. I need somebody. I need, you know, I need, I need, I need everything but God. Um, but in the pursuit of wholeness as a single person, one of the largest questions is, is God enough, you know? And I think that it's not an easy thing, y'all. It's not an easy thing to constantly put God before your soul's appetites and your soul's ragings and your soul's weepy moments. You know, a lot of times you feel like you need another person like God, it would just be easier, you know, and sure, maybe it would be quote unquote easier, but would it really, you know, would you feel any differently if you had another person? No, because it's a God-shaped hole inside of all of us. And that's really what's exposed, I think, in singleness. And if you can learn this lesson, man, you're a boss. Your heart is longing for Jesus. And the better, um, the the more skilled you get at answering your soul's noise with Jesus, the better foundation you're laying in your soul to be an effective spouse, to minister to the needs of whoever God brings into your life, to minister to your kids and support them in becoming who God has said that they are, you know, the more capable purpose fulfiller that you are in the world, in your community, in your churches, to the nations that God is sending you to. When you understand and when you get skilled at putting the Lord before your soul and saying, hey, whatever you need, he is it. It's at that point that we we're moving. We're getting some stuff done. So putting the Lord before your soul is one of the most primary tasks of singleness. I just cannot stress that enough. From there, um, it's really important that we pursue truth and alignment. And by that, I mean, 
as you're going through your soul, as the Lord is exposing you to truth about you, about where you actually are, about where he wants to bring you, it is vital that we're in the word and looking. I just told you guys about First John 5, right? I stumbled on that verse and it just blew my face off because I was like, oh, that's what idolatry is. Okay, I think I have a few. If we're going to be honest, I think I have a few idols, you know, um, and and that's that's the pursuit of truth. It's OK. That's what the truth says. I'm going to look into the perfect law of your word. It's a mirror. I'm going to see that my hair is off. My outfit does not match. I need to get that right, you know, um, and in that that's the pursuit of truth. That's the pursuit of alignment. I'm getting in line with the cornerstone. I see in the word where I should be and how the Lord sees me and who I actually am in him. And now I'm going to partner my faith with works and believe to be who God has called me to be while addressing the things that I need to address. Um, <laughs> this same friend that I love dearly, um, you know, she's talking about, again, coming back into doing this singleness thing. And um, she's like, you know, I'm not doing the random thing. And it's no shave November and I'm not shaving my legs because that's just a barrier that I need to have. And I thought that was so clever and so practical. You know, she's like, that's just a thing. I need to do that. <laughs> I need to do that for where I am right now. That's something that I need to do. Um, and I just thought that that was like, I, I just thought that was brilliant <laughs> because she, it shows one that she knows where she actually is and she's honoring that. You know, a lot of us want to be like, I'm good. I'm cool. I can, I can flee temptation if it's there. You know, I might run into it, but if, if, you know, if it comes up and it's too, I'm out, you know, and we want to play with fire sometimes. And I so commend her and just respect that about her that she's like, nah, um, mm-mm. Mm-mm. I need to have physical barriers um, in place and pursue alignment. If the Lord says that honoring your body means no sex outside of marriage, if that's what it looks like to honor the Lord and honor your temple, yo, we got to get in line. Like, there's no real gray area about that. So, no randoms, you know, like no... No, just if they're not your spouse, that's just what's not, it's not going down, you know? Um, I don't know how else to put that, you know? Um, but we've got to pursue alignment. We've got to pursue righteous living. Like, it's not just this, like, God is God over your singleness. Um, and that means that how you talk about being single, are you complaining? Are you griping? You know, how you talk to the opposite sex it should still be under the Lord's lordship. Yeah. Texting, talking, tindering, you know, um, pursue alignment, pursue, you know, like as a, <clears throat> as an actual person, I have to go, you know, when my flesh wants to indulge, you know, when I want to cave into loneliness and pity, when I want to cry, I have to allow myself to cry when I need to cry. When I want to indulge, I have to lean heavily into the word um, and to the people that God has given me around me to keep me accountable and to to encourage me. When I want to cave into loneliness and pity, I have to stir myself up and encourage myself in the word. Like these are the things that we have to do. We have to have practical tools that we use to stay in alignment. There are going to be times when we want to shift and veer and be something other than what God has called us to be as single women, as single men in the body of Christ. However, God is still expecting us to live up to his standard of righteousness. There is no reason why we cannot. My spiritual dad has this saying, we are always empowered to live up to God's standard of holiness. We may not always be inclined, but we are 100% of the time empowered. We just don't choose it. 
Um, and that's the truth. We are always empowered. We have the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead, the same spirit that Christ had when he was walking the earth. There's nothing that we're not empowered to do that God has commanded us to do. It may be difficult. It may be undoing and unlearning, um, replacing bad habits and, and choices, um, but it's so worth it. Alignment is so worth it. Like, it's just so worth it. Um, I don't, I, I'm personally most people, I'm like, I don't know how people do it without Jesus. I don't know how people live in the life, in the world, in 2017. You know, I don't know how they do it without Jesus. But especially when it comes to singleness, like, it is the sweetest sweet spot to be in alignment with Jesus, to go, you know, I, I don't have random dudes in and out of my bed. I purpose to be a person of joy. I purpose to let my life reflect the word, to be a living epistle read of all men. It just feels good to be in alignment with the Lord. Um, and and then beyond that, I think in pursuing alignment, God does this really cool thing where he gives you purpose. And purpose is not necessarily something that, you know, dawns on you one time necessarily. Some people, that's how it is. But for others, it's it's unfolding and it's something that you discover and it happens in waves and in layers. Um but another great gift in this whole pursuit of wholeness is that the Lord gives you purpose, you know, and purpose may be in this season you're mentoring, you know, these girls in middle school. In this season, you've got a basketball team that you get to have influence on and with. In this season, um, you've got roommates that you get to, you know, get together and discuss the word with. In this season, um, you're able to teach children and, you know, have positive interactions with them and speak over their lives and pray for them. That's purpose. Purpose is not always going to Africa and speaking to the nations. The nations are are somewhere in your community, somewhere near you in your circle of influence. And God has sent you to those people. There's something about the Lord opening your eyes to see why you're in a specific place. But I think sometimes with singleness, we can become so preoccupied with what we quote unquote don't have that we completely lose sight of everything that we do have. And in that, in that pursuit of, um, truth and alignment, you really get in line with, okay, singleness is just a state. It, that's just all it is. It's not a defining anything about who I am. It's just how I happen to identify my marital status or whatever. But when you see that that's all that it is, that doesn't mean anything about your worth. It doesn't mean anything about your efficacy. It doesn't mean anything about how God wants to use you. You kind of free yourself of all that yuck that wants to chain you up and, and slow you down. And you start running after purpose and enjoyment. I can't tell you how much enjoyment I found in being single. It just, I really, um, <clears throat> I'm in a place where I'm super good. I'm just in this place where I'm like, I like the flexibility. I like the low demand. I like being able to spend money how I want to and cook what I want and eat what I want. I'm really just enjoying my freedoms. Um, and that I think is a gift. I think it's a gift of singleness to enjoy. Um, my mom has this mantra that, you know, she'll kind of bring up to me and I've adopted it obviously. And it's go see do. And in singleness, you have so much room to go see do. You have so much room to go where you want to go, whether that's to a museum or to Antarctica, you have all the availability to see whatever you want to see. I wanted to see the Coliseum and the Eiffel Tower did that in 2015. Um, I wanted to do, I wanted to speak into women's lives. I wanted to write, I wanted to blog and I'm doing that. You know, what do you want to go? Where, what do you want to go? Where do you want to go? What do you want to see? What do you want to do? Um, and then you have all this room to stretch, you know, 
I think it's really cool how we can constantly outgrow our former selves. Um, I kind of purpose whenever I travel to stretch myself in a way that I wouldn't normally um, in my everyday life. And so like when I went on a cruise for the first time without my family, without my parents, I tried calamari or nope, I tried escargot. And it was like, well, okay, I'm imagining that this is shrimp and shrimp and shrimp and shrimp, you know, <laughs> when I went to Africa, I tried crickets, you know, and all of those sort of travel experiences in and of themselves are taking me outside of my norm. Um, but I'm always kind of looking for an opportunity to push past and see what I'm really capable of and what I'm really made of. No one's saying, babe, I don't want to do that. You know, why we got to go there? We don't have the money to spend on that right now. Like, it's my money. I can, me and the Lord's money. <laughs> Let me get it right. It's me and the Lord's money. And so I, it's like, okay, Lord, can we do this? What is this? Does this, you know, this isn't taking away from my responsibilities to you financially, Jesus. So I've got this money over here. We've got these goals over here. I have the money to do this. I want to go do this, you know? I want to see how far I can go, how big my heart and my giving can become, how hard can I go for Jesus, you know, how how many countries can I see, you know, I, I just want to expand the borders of myself. I think about the things that I'm a little bit shaky in. Um, I want to become a better speaker. I want to become someone who looks confidently um, in other people's eyes when I'm having conversations with them. Um that sounded really vague. It was meant to be. Um, <clears throat> there are just certain things that I want to do better, um, that I want to be better at. And I have the opportunity in my singleness to make those projects, to be like, all right, Jalon, we want to master speaking well. We want to like speak like we're giving a TED Talk. Let's do it. We want to be certified as a teacher. Let's go for it. You know, we want to go get our doctorate and whatever, whatever. Let's do it. We, I mean, we've got all this time. We've got all this space. Why not? Why not? And there's something about, it just does something for your soul when you set an objective in front of you and then you cross it off the list once you've you've gotten it done. There's just, it just does. I really believe it's this whole, you know, go and take dominion thing. When God issued that edict in in Eden, (laughs) I wasn't trying to do that, but that's what happened. When God issued that edict in Eden, it was like, hey, go be fruitful, go multiply, go take dominion, subdue. Like there's something about putting out there, I'm going to go do this thing and then fulfilling it and doing that again, fulfilling it, doing something, writing something else down, fulfilling it. There's something about that that just invigorates your soul. Um, and you're just like, I want more. I want more dominion taking that basket of laundry. I'm getting it done. I'm going to that country. I'm going to learn how to paint, like whatever it is. There's just something that happens to your soul when you set an objective in motion and you complete it. And singleness is for that. All of your life is for that, but in singleness, it's great training ground to establish that in the foundation of who you are. So thank you for bearing with me (laughs) as I got that out. Y'all don't even know how many takes it took to get here, but done is better than perfect. And I'm reminding myself of that. So um, it's Thanksgiving week. So an early happy Thanksgiving to all of you guys. Um, Please make a point to enjoy this holiday. I know holidays are not always happy for everyone. Sometimes they come with conflict and family drama, but just, man, find the little piece of, of joy. Um, I believe it's Psalms 97 verse 10 verse 11. It says light is strewn all along the pathway of the godly. And so even in darkness, there's a little bit of light. There's some light somewhere for you to take hold of and enjoy. And so I just encourage you to do that, um, as you celebrate, you know, Thanksgiving, with whoever your people are. Um, Also, I wanted to put out there, I would really, really love for you guys to go 
on um, iTunes or Stitcher, wherever you listen, and rate the podcast. Tell me what you think. Leave a review. Um, Whenever you rate the podcast, it helps us get recognition, other people to find the podcast um, and listen. And, you know, my heart is to just put out what what God has given me to give to y'all. You know, like I said, I am by no means perfect. I'm just offering up the things that he's given me. I'm trying to be a good steward. So um, one person has left a review and to whomever you are, thank you, love and kisses to you. I so appreciate your kind words. Um, But that's it. I just like, share, subscribe, you know, rate the podcast, review it. It would mean a lot to me. Um, So happy Thanksgiving. I love you guys boss it out, make it an amazing week and purpose to not let anything and no one purpose to not let no one steal your joy. Enjoy. Happy Thanksgiving. I love you guys. I'll see you next week.